Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Eric with the Black Financial Initiative. You know, we have Larry here. We're missing our boy T. Miss you, buddy. Uh, but we're going to keep it rolling. Today, we have, a, we have a special show today. We got an interview. So I'll let uh, Larry introduce the, the interviewee. Hello, everybody, all initiators. It's Larry, Black Financial Initiative. Uh, we got Mario, Mario from Brown and Sons Construction, a brother I've been working with, I don't know, maybe five years or so um, within, within our uh, perspective construction industry and then also a little bit on his with his business as well so um i don't want to take too much time so let's get into it mario how you doing this morning i'm doing good how about y'all fellas i'm glad to be here with y'all thank you guys for the invite well, i appreciate it thank you for coming on absolutely yeah mario so let's let's get right into it bro um let's go. so we've talked a lot about um engineers on our podcast engineering is a is a good uh avenue for blacks because there's, there's money in it becoming an engineer so let me ask you mario why did you become an engineer and what was the process um i became an engineer um based off the strength like you said there's a lot of money in it and the love that i've always had for construction um i was born around construction my dad's done it all his life so i was raised up doing it and decided to go to college uh went to college actually for construction management um, but after I uh, got to applying for jobs, I actually started saying, hey, let me apply for the engineering job, um, went and applied for it. And they called me back before anybody else did. Um, they actually hired me as a civil engineer. And I worked, worked for that company for over 10 years um, as a civil engineer. And that's how I got into it. I actually fell in love fell in love with building bridges, paving highways. Um, I was a structural engineer. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah. So me and Mario, so I was the pesky salesman. <laughs> I was just about to ask, how did y'all cross paths? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was a pesky salesman. I was early in my, very early in my career. Going, going to a job in the DFW was a big, uh, big job, a good job. You know, as honestly, as a salesman, you see a young black guy, you know, you kind of, you know, you, Kind of, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, Mario. Mario did not like. I don't think Mario gave me any like. Um, just because I was black, I don't think he, you know, just gave me favoritism. I think yeah. I had to I had to work to get his trust, just like anybody else. So I um, would I would agree with that 100. I I, I <laughs> loved my job. Um, my job. I was budgeting. I was trying to save money. Um, so absolutely, I definitely wanted to help Larry because I could tell he was new in his career. He was a black man. I was a black man in the engineering world. I probably was the only black in our office uh, when he first started coming around. So I'm like, all right, oh, wow. I got to try to help this guy. But, hey, he's got to earn. He's got to earn this business like everybody else. <laughs> earn exactly. keep, Larry. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's how we uh, met each other. Um, and then we kind of actually became friends. Like we've, we've hung out with our wives together and everything since. Um, oh, man, of yeah. His, um, Brown and construction, um, I'm, you know, done some work kind of in a way with uh, Brown and construction as well. So it's, it's, it's been, been good. Yes, it has, it has been good. It's been a, a good time. Like I said, our wives, we've been out a few times going out to eat bars, whatever we've had. We've really had a good time. We got it. We got to catch back up soon. <laughs> Oh, man, that's, that sounds good, man. I wish I was up and downs with y'all. <laughs> that's the bad part about being out here in Austin solo. <laughs> Come on, but, man. Uh, I know, man. That's, we hope. We hope. We hope. Uh, but Larry's mentioned it, and uh, I see you got that on your shirt. So I want to know, uh, tell us a little bit about Brown and Sons. Brown and Sons, the name came back and shoot, honestly, back in about 2005, 2006. 
Um, my dad honestly lost his job back in 2004, 2005. We were all sitting in the living room. He was like, all right, dad, what are you, what are you trying to do? And he was like, well, I already do construction on the side. Let's start a small business. And we sat in the living room and came up with the name Brown and Sons. So my dad, we always called oh, him man. Brown. And me and my brother are the, the two sons. So we said, all right, Brown and Sons <laughs> it is. So we started the name back then. Um, so my dad actually still does construction back in uh, Greenville, North Carolina now. Um, oh. Just my dad just didn't have the drive to take the business anywhere. So my dad kind of got complacent and content that where he was in life. So it's just like he still does it, just do a little work here. And so I went to my parents like, hey, let me let me take this name and try to take this business to another level. Um, so while being here in Texas, um, I told them I really wanted to take this and go live with it. So I took the time, went and got my LLC and say, you know, Brown and Sons is, is what I want. It's always been a dream of mine to own my own business. We took started uh, Brown and Sons. My wife helped me out a lot started this LLC, started working in the midst of COVID and started booming. I would honestly say right now, uh, we're in our, a growing season. Um, the best is yet to come. Brown and Sons, we do any kind of remodeling, new construction, fences, patios, decks, barns, oh, you name it, we get it done. <laughs> we don't play. <laughs> man, that's just about everything. Do um, Did you start it pre-pandemic or was it in the pandemic? No, it was actually in the heart of heart of the pandemic. Um, I was I was scared to death. I will say it is it it, it was scary. I mean, everybody was already scared anyway. Right. Not, <laughs> right. Out what what we were gonna do uh, with everything? You can't go anywhere. You gotta wear a mask, and it was just scary. But me and the wife sat and we talked about it. We prayed on it, and we say, you know what? Right now is the time because people were calling me, even though we were in a in a pandemic. But a lot of people was at a point where they were working from home. And they were starting to realize they had a whole bunch of home projects that wasn't done. They liked to sit outside. They were on patios. Um, they were just sitting in the house and, oh, man, we wish I had some flooring in here. So I was getting more calls, but I was still working for my full-time employer as a civil engineer. So me and the wife was like, right now is the time. Let's do it. So we took a leap of faith and went out there and we started in the pandemic. And I'm not looking back right now. Oh man, that's awesome. That's awesome to hear. And much yeah. props to you and your wife for starting a business in the pandemic. Thank you. Thank you. I know that's that had to be scary. Once the pandemic happened, see you how know, that literally shut down everything. Yeah. But then, like you said, the home projects and stuff started to come up. You know, I would go to Home Depot here and there and here, like, you know, they were just booming, like hey, everybody's doing, you know, just house stuff. Yeah. You know, like you said, remodeling, nothing. landscaping, they're doing everything for the house was just really popping during the pandemic. Yes, I, I agree 100%. And I hope it keeps going. Right. It, yeah, it, for sure. Wait, with, with all the with all the home buyers now, I mean, they gonna start doing stuff too. So absolutely. I mean, and I'm there, I'm there to pick up the missing pieces. Oh, there we go. Yeah. There we go. And I think it's real cool how, you know, I think you said 2004, 2005, your your family, you know, your 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 dad and your and your brother, y'all decided to do brown and construction. And and now into this present day, you and your wife decided to do uh, around construction so it's always been a family thing so I think that's that's really cool oh, yeah. yes so. I'm all about I'm all about family um, now so I even have a cousin that has been relocated to Texas to come work for us 
my brother works for us. My dad comes here and he'll stay months at a time to come up here and help us out. Um, oh, man, I'm all cool. I'm all about family, keeping keeping us together. That's what we need to to yeah. keep going in life. I mean, for we sure. need that in our community a lot. We need yeah. to keep in our, in our community. Yeah, so I think that's a big thing. We all need to stress, like you know, your family. Like help your yeah. family out, keep your family employed. Like help your family. And I was going to ask you about your brother. I was wondering. I was like, since you know the sons, I was like, does your brother still help or? Is he still yeah. in it? <laughs> yeah, my brother, my brother's still still with me. Um, my brother works with me every every day. Um, I try oh, to throw some cool. tasks at him and see if he's gonna <laughs> sink or swim. Uh, I'm throwing, I'm throwing, I'm throwing it at him as fast as I come. My cousin the same way. My cousin was raised with me just like a brother as well. Okay. Um, yeah. so we're we're throwing it at it. You guys <laughs> give us a call. We'll, you'll you'll see how the team works. We work together well. Uh, that's yeah, and your brother, I met your brother a couple times. Real cool dude. Um, yeah. All right. So let me ask you another question. Do you believe your education from NCANT was that North Carolina NT, uh, which is the HBCU, equipped you with what you need to be successful in your career? All right. So that's a, a loaded question. Um, North Carolina ANT was absolutely a great school. Um, like I said, it was an HBACU. Um, I hope my kids uh, go to an HBACU. I hope they go to A&T. Uh, me and the wife have talked about that. She actually went for one year as well. That's how we met. But I loved A&T. Um, I think school is, education is needed for everyone. I went to school, like I said, for construction management. I did learn a lot in, um, in construction management. We had great teachers there. The HBACU definitely... It got me ready for today's uh, society, today's life. Um, just being around our own people, um, it helped us. As far as education-wise, it was really good. It prepared me for it. But I will honestly say that, yes, education is needed. We go to school to get a degree. But I learned more my first six months out in the field after I was hired as a civil engineer than I learned my whole four years of my college education. So not knocking my college education at all. I think that would happen to anybody. You learn more when you're actually out there doing it when you're hands on is when you actually grasp that experience that you need to make you successful in life. Yeah, I think that's true for most uh, yeah. degrees. <laughs> true for me too. Yeah, because I mean, really, I think, you know, for college, you need for certain jobs, you need to have a, that, that degree or a degree to get the job. But yes. realistically, you're gonna learn everything on the job. On so, job training is yeah. is is a key. And they always say nothing beats experience. Absolutely, you know, and that is that is what took it to the next level. Um, in college, we learn all of the principles, the laws. I mean, that's that's what the school concentrate on. But the actual skill, you will learn it on job training. And the company mm -hmm. that hired me really took me under their wings. They invested in me. They took me out there. They had faith in me and I worked and I learned what everything it was they were throwing my way to become a great civil engineer. And I think they loved me. I mean, I stayed with them for 10 years. So I think, I think it was good. <laughs> they didn't want to see me leave, but I had to go. <laughs> During that time, I guess, was your mind always on like the track of I want to own my own business or? Did it just happen at a certain point, like something happened and it's like, OK, well, I just want to do it on my own. No, my goal from from high school has always been I wanted to own my own business. It had always been that way. 
growing up, like I said, before my dad even thought about running this business, I love construction so much. My goal was already said, you know what? I really want to uh, own my own business. I really love this construction. So I was honestly not even going to go to college, but all of my friends are like, like, Mario, you really need to go to college. You really need to go to be the funnest four years of your life. You really need to do it. <laughs> so I honestly say, you know what? I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to college. I took the last SAT that was offered to get into school in that, that um, next spring semester. And I took it, went to school and it was honestly the funnest four years of my life. I don't regret, <laughs> I don't regret college at all. It was super fun. And after I got out, like I said, I started applying for jobs, even though I still knew that I wanted to go home and try to build this business. And I started getting offers that I couldn't refuse. So I'm like, hey, dad, like, I know I really want to run this business with you, but uh, these <laughs> offers are um, out the roof. I really think I need to go and pick this up and start running with it. So I, I did. Um, and like I said, I worked for this company for over 10 years. I grew with them. I made a crap ton of money. And, and finally, I just got to the point where like, yeah, I'm making good money, but I will eventually make more working for myself than I ever will for anyone else. Whoa. So I then at that point said, you know, let me start stacking some money. Um, there may be some rainy days. So I was grinding really hard, saving a lot of money so I could go in business for myself. And I finally, like I said, took that leap of faith once I felt comfortable and said, hey, it's, it's that time. My time is now. Man, I think that's a good lesson you just gave us. You didn't go into being an entrepreneur right out, you know, off the block and, and not um, have any money saved up. You worked hard, you saved your money because, you know, as an entrepreneur, there are going to be some, you know, rainy days. Um, so it's good to have a, you know, a career beforehand. That way you can have some money. And also, um, you know, maybe you might even gain some experience from your from your old job. Let me ask you, did you from your from your old company, did you learn getting experience um, for your for entrepreneurship? Man, absolutely. Absolutely. I learned so much. Um, I strongly recommend learning from an employer um, before you jump out there on your own. With this company, I honestly, I manage a million dollar projects. The last project I was on was over $350 million projects and I manage all the structures on that. So yes, I learned how to manage. I learned how to budget um, I learned how to deal with subs. I learned how to deal with employers, uh, employees. I learned so much from working with them. I, I did. I honestly say that's, that's, the, that's the route to take. Um, I did not waste their time. I honestly, I gave them the time they needed. I felt like I quit in a perfect time for them. I did sit up and say, hey, I'm going to leave you guys high and dry. I left at the perfect time for them and for myself. So no, absolutely. Working for an employer, learning what you can, taking that to run on your own is key. I appreciate that because I think that's more realistic of what, what a person should do. You know, it's, yes. I see a lot of times, you know, you get on YouTube and they're just like, yeah, I just quit my job. And, no. you know, I just worked on them. Like, yeah, okay. You know, you're not telling the full story. Something no. <laughs> you either stay with your parents or you save some money. Like, tell the full thing. Like, something happened. You don't just... Quit That's my job, right. no, and then I'll, in I'll two be. years I became this. I'm like, no, something, <laughs> something happened. That's it. I, I'm brutally honest. I took and I really I saved and saved 
um, I've always had a saving mentality anyway. A lot of a lot of my friends always call me really tight. Um, <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> yes, I knew I knew I wanted I wanted something in life. I, I always knew that I always had that drive. I always had that grind. So I knew what I wanted in life. And so I said, hey, I got to save some money. So like I said, just in case you jump out here in entrepreneurship, what if I don't get any jobs for the next week or two? I want to make sure that my family, we're going to still be able to eat. We're still going to be able to have a roof over our head. So I wanted to save and at least have about six months of bills saved up before I jumped out there. Now, hopefully I would never have to use that money, but I wanted to make sure I had a nest egg saved up for this occasion, for jumping out there for entrepreneurship. Nice. And when you... Once you made that decision, how was the transition from like working for a company to going full time, like doing an entrepreneur? Was it ups and downs or did it get off to a hot start? Or Man, it was the hardest thing I think I've ever had to do in life. I will not mm. lie to you. It wow. was it was tough. Um, like I said, we're going from working for this company for over 10 years, making well over six figures. I had a gas card. Uh, they were paying me to drive my vehicle to work every day. I had 401k benefits. Um, oh, and to taking and leaving all of that, to dropping off with nothing, just running my own business, it was the toughest thing. And, and I'll speak for a lot of men. We always feel like we're carrying all the weight on our shoulders anyway. So mm-hmm. jumping out there, knowing my family depends on me, it was scary. It was hard. But like you said, you just got to jump out there on faith. I went out there. I made sure that I was going to have um, a big job. So I had a big job lined up to start the day that I um, quit. Quit. I did want to give my two weeks notice. So I gave my two weeks notice and jumped out there and said, you know, I got this big job. I know I can make a couple of months mortgage on this. Let me go out there and do it. Um, while working, I had so many people start calling me saying, hey, I need a quote for this. I need a quote for that. And so I'm going out there and I'm bidding these jobs for my bare minimum just to make sure that I was going to land these jobs. I didn't want to get out here and overprice myself or or bid my way out of these jobs. So I'm like, all right, I got to go out here and I got to get every every one of them I can. So that's what we did. We I bid the jobs. I bid them for bare cost just to make sure that I was going to keep jobs lined up to keep myself busy. And it was just me and my brother for the longest time. It was me and a college kid over the summer. I mean, we took and worked, worked for it. And honestly, it still feels like there's a lot of weight on me. It's totally different from working for an employer. Working for an employer, you know your check is coming once a month. No matter what, your check is coming. As long as you're doing what you're supposed to do, and they're not going to lay you off, your check is there. But jumping into entrepreneurship, I'm like, oh, my God, if I don't get any work, I'm not going to make any money. So, I mean, it's tough. There's still a lot of weight on me now. Um, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. So it's just a forever grind. I really grind mm-hmm. every day just to make sure that I have work coming in, making money to support my family. Well, that's, that's, I think that's the, the honest, that's the honest deal there. Like you said, you know, you're getting a check every month, like you know what it is, how much and everything, and then to go to having to, you know, bid on it. I may win, may not. Correct. You know, and I think that's even smart leaving at that time when you knew you had something lined up. Absolutely. You know, yes, you I could do that. 
I didn't want to jump out there and not having a job lined up. And I honestly think the first, the first big job that I had, I was adding on, uh, adding on to a home and I knew it would take me a few weeks to get that job done. So I'm like, all right, well in that few weeks time, I'm sure someone else will call and I landed another job. It wasn't as big, but it, it'll last me a week or so. So I'm like, all right, well, cool. I got work for these next four or five <laughs> weeks. All right. So now hoping somebody else calls so I can line something else up after right. that. And it just kept coming, man. Now it's the sky's the limit. I take on jobs uh, based off of the help that I have. There's so much work out here for um, contractors. If you have the help, you can do it. The the work just keeps coming. Yeah, I know. I I hit you up a couple months ago when I um when I bought a new house, and you were a few weeks out. You I mean you kept it real with me. You were like, hey, you know, I love to do it, but I mean, I'm I think you might have been four or five weeks out at the time. Yes, that is that is the honest guy. No truth. Right now we're running with backlog at least four to six weeks out. Um, that's always been my goal um is to keep work on backlog like that now you'll always come to customers that are just saying hey i really need this work done now and i just got to be honest with them and say well right now i'm sorry um right now i am i'm at my capacity if you love to wait four to six weeks i can really get you in and you have some customers that want to wait then you have some that do not i've had customers that did not wait uh, ran up to a contractor that said they can start the next day. They took their money, ran with their money. They come calling me back saying, hey, this guy took my money. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, I, I'm sorry for your luck. I mean, I did tell you that we're four to six weeks out. Uh, you have to be patient. You really have to be patient. There's a lot of work out here. And you got a lot of you got a lot of handyman right now that are trying to become contractors that are taking a lot of people mm -hmm. money. So people just have to be careful with that. Yeah, and, and for you to get this backlog and get so much work, you have to market and advertise. So yes. what have you done to, to do that, to make Brown and, Constru and Sons Construction successful? Um, honestly, what we've done, my wife took and created me a website. So she runs that for me. She fixed my whole website up. So I have, have that. Anybody can go to my website to go check us out. I use social media. Social media is really big. Everybody's on Facebook and Instagram. So I post a crap ton there of the projects that we've done before and after. So a lot of people can see the work, but I'll be honest with you. A lot of my work comes from word of mouth. If you take and go to a house and do what you're supposed to do, have open communication, you do what the people is asking you, they're going to tell their friends about you. They're going to tell their neighbor about mm -hmm. you and you're going to get work behind that. I can be in a neighborhood um, Tuesday morning, Monday morning, and somebody will stop by and say, hey, I, I can see you from the road on what you're doing. Can you mind if I check out and see what you're doing? I'm like, well, we can talk to the homeowner, but if the homeowner is okay with it, sure, you can come back there and see what we're doing. So we treat every job like that. We do the best we can at every job. We keep a clean, safe uh, job site because we always have customers who want to come by and start seeing what we're doing. These neighbors are referring us to their friends, to their neighbors, to these HOAs. So the work is there. I mean, word of mouth is big. It is humongous. Do what you're supposed to do when you get to these jobs and work will keep coming. It seems like the beginning of time, word of mouth has always been the best way of getting business. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I was just about to say. People we've had on here, it seems like word of mouth is still the, 
the go-to thing. And like you said, you know, you think with TV, social media, like radio, like all these other outlets, it's still a person telling another person is what's getting the business. And like Larry said, that's just the beginning of time. It is. It is the beginning of time. I will honestly say I've had a few customers that have hit me up. Hey, I've seen you on Instagram or, hey, I've seen your website. I've had a few people say they have seen my trailer. They said, hey, I see your trailer all around, all around the DFW. But still, the percentage is nowhere near word of mouth, word of mouth. Hey, so-and-so told me about you. So-and-so told me you you built the patio for them. Can you come give mm-hmm. me a price? So-and-so told me you put some flooring in their house. So-and-so said you did this. So-and-so said you did that. Good deal. I got you. I will come by and give you a price. And then you can refer me to your friend. It is, it is crazy. I swear, I got a community right now in Irving. And right now, I will honestly say it, and we just started this community this year, and I'm already on my sixth project in the same community. The sixth project in this community, and I just started this community this year, and each one of them have just referred me to their friend, and I, I'm going around, I'm trying to get every home in this neighborhood, <laughs> every last one of them. <laughs> I don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so jumping back into the college bit, uh, with the cost of college being so high now, do you think uh, do you think the cost of college was worth it? Absolutely, worth every red penny. Um, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm serious. That piece of paper, that piece of paper is so important. Um, it is. I graduated. I graduated college. Of course, like everybody else, I had my student loans, but. Like I said, when I started applying for these jobs, I got hired by a civil engineering uh, company. Man, on open and honest with you guys, they called me. This was back in 2012. I got offered $52,000 a year to come to work with them. So I'm like, 52 grand a year? My dad's been working for this company for over 20, 30 years, and he wasn't making $52,000 a year. I'm getting ready to jump straight out of college making all this money. I got on a payment plan. As soon as I jumped, jumped out of college, I started paying my college degree off and got it paid for and haven't looked back not one time. No, that piece <laughs> of paper is important. No, it, my degree was worth every, every penny. I don't regret it at all. I am college debt free now. Um, hey, it's worth, it's worth it. I tell anybody, go to college, worry about the student loans later. Later, you will get a job in your field, pay it off whenever, when, when, as soon as you jump out, don't sit there and keep deferring it. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead and jump out. Cause a lot of us, when we're in college anyway, we're probably making the bare minimum wage in the first place. And you were living fine. You were being successful. You were doing what you're supposed to do. So when you jump out and you get that big salary from your company, you still live, live your same way of living but just take those payments that you're starting to make now and go ahead and start paying those paying those loans off and get the get that debt out of the way. So absolutely, mm-hmm. it is worth every every penny. Oh yeah, like we we did an episode, we did two episodes. It's college worth it, part one and part two. And engineering was one of the the main things we talked about. But we came to the conclusion that it's definitely worth it. All of us came yeah. to the same conclusion. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, it's expensive. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, it is, it's, well <laughs> it's, worth it. it's gonna cost you, but it's like he said, it's well worth it. Also, think about you know how long you I mean you have that degree for the rest of your life. So you could just say you're getting out 22, 23, maybe. You know, if you work the next 30, 40 years, 
like you know your 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 earning potential is just going higher and higher and that degree just opens up doors for you yes that degree is always there a lot of you not right now i still get calls from recruiters i've not been active in in any of these websites i still get recruiters calling me today hey we see you're a project engineer we're looking for project engineers here there and everywhere can you can you come to work on for us can you just hear us out we'd love to extend an offer to you guys all based on the strength of that degree i'm telling you it is always there i don't look back now being an entrepreneur i love love working for myself uh, it's a total different feeling but that degree is always there. It is well worth it. I, I lied to you. I probably get a job recruiter call me one at least once a month, at a bare minimum, once a month. Nice. Let, let me ask you: How has the current state of the economy and inflation impacted you? Um, right now, um, the current economy with the inflation of materials, um, it has not impacted me to where I've ever wanted to look back. Um, I had a few customers that saying, hey, lumber is extremely high right now. And I give it a prime example. I tell anybody, um, when I first started out, you can buy a sheet of OSB plywood. OSB plywood is the cheapest plywood you can ever buy. You can get a sheet for $11 and like 18 cent for a sheet of plywood. With this inflation and economy, I seen a sheet of OSB plywood up to $55 and 50 some cent for one sheet Ooh. of OSB $55. And, and so honestly, I mean, like anybody else, if you're, if you've got your money, like me, I'm going to tell somebody like, man, this material is high. What are you doing? But I'm opening on to my customers. Like, listen, you can go to home Depot. You can go to Lowe's. You can see these prices for yourself. I'm not marking this stuff up, but still, like I said, people are still doing work. People will not stop. So I just give them the opportunity to go and charge the material if they want to on their Home Depot, Lowe's card, on their credit okay. card. Um, so it has not impacted me at all. I show people, hey, this is this is what Lowe's and Home Depot is charging for this material. You can go and buy it yourself. Um, but this inflation is, has not hurt me at all. I've had some people to say, hey, I think I'm going to try to wait a few months um, and come back. I honestly had a guy that lived in Waxahachie that wanted a porch built. Now, he actually uh, asked me to build his porch. It was in the peak of COVID as well. Um, came back and says, hey, I really want a porch built. Uh, I'm all for it. Gave him the price. He came back to me a year later. The materials inflated so much, I had to add, it was about $2,500 to his invoice to build his porch. And still, being that he works from home, his wife works from home, he says, I got to get this done. So it didn't impact mm. me at all. It hurt his pockets more, mm. but impacted me. He still wanted his project done. It was $2,500 more than when he could have built it a year ago, and it would have been, been less. But no, work is, work is <laughs> this economy has not hurt me at all. It's The money is there. The work is there. Well, that was nice. I guess that kind of almost... Feeds into the next question about uh, how has the pandemic impacted you? It seemed like it's been <laughs> been good on the, on the positive end. There's no negative about this pandemic for me. I'm honestly scared to come out of the pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> 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 <that> good, huh? <laughs> for real, for real. This, with this pandemic, so many people, like I said, is working from home. They want all these home projects done. 
it is booming. When we come out of it, people are going back to going back to work, going back to their office. Are they going to really notice that they need all these home projects done? I'm probably I'm scared that work is going to slow down or stop when when people start <laughs> going back to work. So no, no, there's nothing <laughs> negative about this pandemic at all. I'm I'm open for it all. <laughs> like in in the sense of that, have do you also do like uh, I guess commercial properties? Uh, yes. So we are tapping into um, commercial right now. One of the biggest hurdles I would honestly say that we're experiencing right now is help. Um, and I do believe I will go back to say that that is one thing that the pandemic kind of hurt um, because of all the stimulus checks, uh, unemployment rates and all that stuff uh, went up. So it's hard to find people that actually want to work. And I give a real funny story real quick. This just happened last week. I pulled up to a gas station and I had a guy come up to me, say, hey, man, um, can you help me out with a few dollars? And I'm like, I looked at him, I said, boss, man, I says, I, I just can't give you any money. But I said, I got some work for you. I can put you to work right now. I said, I need some concrete to be busted up. I said, let me run into the store real quick. I'm going to get some ice and some water. And I said, you hop in the truck with me and I'll take you to the job. And I said, you can earn, you can earn some money. I'll pay you real good. Just come out here and come help me. Right. When I honestly say this guy took, when I walked back out of this store getting this ice and water, this guy was gone, was not in sight. <laughs> he oh, was man. not in sight, gone. And I'm just like, I thought he wanted to make some money, but this pandemic has hurt and ruined so many people. They don't want to work. They're waiting for a handout. Um, so that's, that's my hardest obstacle when it comes to commercial. A lot of times commercial jobs are bigger, so you need more help. I've tried to go to the um, the unemployment uh, uh, workforce task force to try to get people. They're marking the prices up because it's so hard to find people that want to work now. So they were charging a 75% increase inflation into hiring the temp service. I couldn't, I couldn't Ooh. sit there and pay that because they were inflating it, but they said that it was so hard to find people. They were having to raise it. So right now we are tapping into commercial, but our hardest obstacle right now is finding people that want to work, finding good people um, that just want to go out there and help because um, commercial projects mean larger projects, more people. Mm -hmm. But we are tapping into it. We're going into commercial. We're staying in residential. Commercial is just going to be another, another subsidiary of our business. Yeah. And, and as a civil, I guess someone who's a civil salesman, even on the civil side, I, I see people still saying that they have a hard time finding people right now for work. So yes, it's it's pitiful. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like it's just people just became lazy. Um, they don't want to work. Um, just waiting for another handout. That's what I that's what I see it being. It it, it is tough right now to find find good people, good help. Yeah, that's uh I know the, we're having our house built. That's what the what the builder was saying too. Is like man, just it's tough finding people with the trades. Yes. You know, there's not everybody like one of the people that know may not want to work, like you said, or, you know, like you say, even to do something where you may not need a trade. They just like, I don't want to work at all. Just <laughs> That's what it is. It's pitiful. I, I just think I was cut from a different cloth. I was mm -hmm. cut from a different. I'm, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to work and I'm going to get this money no matter whether I like to do it or not. I know right. I got a family to feed. I I, I got got to keep this roof over our heads. These stomachs full. So right. we got to grind. <laughs> we got to make it happen. I ain't waiting for no, I ain't standing around waiting for no handout. For sure, for sure. Yeah, that's a, like you said, come from a different cause, just a different mentality. Like, 
Yes, I got to get out here and work. You know, I don't look to like to work. I just, I just know I need the money from it. Absolutely. I can care, I can care less whether I like it or not. It's, that's not my point. That's right. That's right. All right. Um, what has been the most difficult thing in starting your business? Um, the most difficult thing is, I would honestly say right now, the most difficult thing right now is balancing work and family. Might not seem like it's so big, but it is humongous. Um, being an entrepreneur, it really takes a lot of your time. I'll tell anybody, when you're an entrepreneur, you may think, hey, this company got me working from nine to five. All I'm doing is working, working, working. When you're an entrepreneur, you're working 24-7. Your phone rings around the clock. Uh, once you get off work, you still got paperwork to do. You got payroll to do. You got this. You got that. It's always working. Your brain is always working. All right, how am I going to build this next job? How am I going to take and make money on this one? How am I going to fix this problem? And you just kind of get blindsided and thinking about this business and running this business, getting this business off the ground. And you still got to figure out how to keep your family happy and spending time with them, uh, making sure you're going places and doing things with them. Um, I would honestly say that is my hardest obstacle um, right now as being an entrepreneur is balancing work and family. That is that is the biggest task. It is, may seem so simple, but it's tough. Thanks for keeping it real because, you know, if you see stuff on social media, everybody, entrepreneur this, entrepreneur that, and they don't talk about the hard times. So it's good mm -hmm. to hear about, about, you know, things that everybody doesn't talk about. It's it's tough, man. It it really is. Entrepreneurship is it's it never stops. Is I swear to you, I have customers that are text me eleven o'clock at night. I have customers <laughs> text me six o'clock in the morning. I can be trying to get this going. I could be with my family, trying to take my kids to bath. And you got some customers that don't want to hear about that. They don't care about that. And I'm just like, listen, you have your family time. I have mine. I mean. Mm -hmm. We got to we got to balance this thing out. We got to work this thing out. So it, it's tough. It's tough, but we're going to get through it. Yeah, it's almost like when you're a, like a kind of like a small business owner like that, they'll call you, text you anytime. But, you know, they wouldn't do that to, I don't know, like some conglomerate, some big company, you know, it'd be like eight to yes. five. You better call between that yes. window. But, and you know, anybody true. else, they'll just, like you said, 11 p.m., I'll call, text you or whatever, and I want you to answer, like, Man, I'm, I'm off the clock. <laughs> like, that is that is nothing but the truth. So my wife argues with me about that a lot um, because you wouldn't you wouldn't call these Fortune 500 companies at five o'clock. Their phone's not going to ring. Right. But because because I'm a smaller company, these people expect you to answer all times of day, all times of night. Mm -hmm. I even had an insurance company to call me yesterday and expect me to answer and talk about a, a quote that I sent in to fix somebody's house that they had an insurance claim. And I'm just sitting there saying, I mean, if I was a Fortune 500 company, a large company, you wouldn't be able to get a hold of me on a Sunday. I'm spending time with my family. Like, what do you, what do you want right now? Um, it's tough. It's tough. One of your uh, one of your old coworkers at your company, it wasn't, uh, he would text me sometimes at 4 a.m. I, I think you know what I'm talking about, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Like, hey, we have a life, people. We have a life. Leave <laughs> us alone. Yep, yep. And uh, so I hop to the next question. This is a question that I had about, like, when I see construction stuff going on, where do you store all of this equipment? 
man, man. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I, I can look look out my window right now. Um, there's stuff <laughs> in my backyard. Um, there's stuff in my garage. So my wife gets fussy with me. She's parking beside some of it. I, I keep an enclosed trailer. My enclosed trailer is packed with stuff. I'm trying to dodge and go through a maze and try to get through certain tools because it's packed. Um, I have a buddy that owns a yard where he keeps a lot of his, his uh, stuff at, so I share the, uh, the yard with him. So right now, I'm keeping stuff everywhere. I okay. my yard, my garage, at the yard, um, at customers' houses. I'll go from job to job, leaving materials there that we're using there, start another <laughs> job, have stuff there. Man, we have stuff everywhere. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I was wondering about the, like, I do some stuff in the country, so I know, like, Skidster, all, all these things and tractors and tools and stuff. And I'm like, where are they storing all this stuff? Like, you know, I was like, unless you, like you say, have a yard, you know, yeah. you would have to do kind of like some at the site, some in my house, some here, some there. You have to. And and like I said, you, we've all been around DFW. These lots are getting smaller and smaller. So mm. we just got to, we got to improvise. We got to make something happen to keep our equipment and tools at all different kinds of places. <laughs> Cool. Do you have advice for someone trying to leave their employment to become a full-time entrepreneur? Absolutely. Um, the advice I would give, uh, like we talked about before, save, save, save up some money before you just up and leave. Save, save for a rainy day. Um, have a few months rent uh, saved up. And if your heart and pride and faith is, is in, in the business that you're trying to pursue, go for it go for it. Don't just do it for the money. Do it because that's what your heart desire. Go for it. And just don't stop. Don't let anybody tell you you can't. Go for it. Save up a few dollars and, and go. Put in a two weeks notice. Don't leave your company on, on, on high and dry because you never know you might need that company again. Um, put in your notice. Uh, let them know, hey, I'm going out to pursue other options and go for it. Go for it. Don't stop. Just make sure you're ready for around the clock work because entrepreneurship is you work twice as many hours as you do for anybody else. And y'all hear that initiators? Like all of this that we've been doing this interview, it's all been planning. You know, he, yes. he went to college, got his degree, got the job, stacked money. You know, he wanted to do his entrepreneur thing found a peak time to do that for him. Like all oh, this is planning, you know, it's not just all of a sudden, let me just go do this right now. No, and no, caution it to the wind. <laughs> plan, plan, planning is key. Planning, planning, planning. Yeah, and it sounds like you have a team. I know you said, uh, you, I believe your wife does the advertising on, oh, yeah, family. Uh, on the website <laughs> and everything. And so. Yes, it is It is a family effort. Right now, I would honestly say that it's, it's every everybody is giving a little bit here, a little bit there into helping this business. So you got to have some family to back back you up on this. Um, you can't just jump out here on your own and think you're going to run a successful business. It takes like they say, it takes a village to raise a kid. It takes a village to run a business. Mm. And great uh, advice, great advice. some great advice. Uh, any uh, please go ahead and plug like any social media. Uh, phone number, any of that stuff. How can people get in contact with you? Absolutely. If anybody want to get a hold of me, the best way to do it is give me a call at 972-532-1067. Um, you can check my Instagram page out at Brown and Sons Construct. 
um, on, on Instagram. You can send me an email at brownandsonsconstruct at gmail.com. Um, look us up, holler at us. If you didn't get that information, reach back out, reach that back out to you guys. Get a hold of me. Well, we got the best prices in town. We'll make it happen. And is it uh, is just the DFW area? We'll do any. We'll do work anywhere if the money makes sense. Hey, we'll anywhere about it. I like it. I like we'll it. About it, man. Larry called, Larry called me about going to to Arkansas. We'll go. We'll go wherever the money at. We'll go. Hey, that's what I like to hear. If it makes dollars. Wow. It makes sense. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. All right, Mario, man, we really appreciate you. Um, thank you for taking the time to talk to us, sharing all this information you gave us. Yes, thank you guys for the opportunity. I look forward to doing some more. We ready. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Uh, e, you have anything to say? Uh, no, I say I really appreciate you coming on. Initiated. This was a great interview. Please listen to the key talking points. You know, you mentioned his family, the planning, the degree, all of that stuff. All of that is important. And do some business with the guy. Absolutely. Come holler at us again. Give me a call at 972-532-1067. Brown and Sons Construction, baby. Let's go. There you go. There you go. And I can uh, speak from experience. There was somebody I knew who um, I referred to, Mario, and, and the guy talked very well about uh, Mario's work. So, yes, sir. All right. Well, thank everybody for listening. Tell all your friends about the, uh, the Black Financial Initiative. You can check us out on Instagram. Just type in the Black Financial Initiative. You can check us on Twitter at BFI underscore podcast. Thank you, everybody, and bye. See you Peace. guys.